and so last week was Ugly Sweater Sunday. Today is White Elephant Sunday. So in a moment, we'll have White Elephant gifts for the top three winners. The first person will get to pick their gift. The second person will pick, and then the third person will get to pick. And we've all been to those either Yankee Swap or Dirty Santa or White Elephant gift parties. If you've never been to one, though, here's what happens. Everybody brings a random odd gift. They wrap them up, and everybody gets to see them. And then you draw a number, and you go around, and you can either steal a gift that someone took, or you can draw from the pile. The the best thing that happens is when you draw a meaningful gift. The worst thing that happens is when you draw a meaningful gift and someone steals your meaningful gift and you end up with a crappy, meaningless gift. And I have been there so many times. When that's happened to me, I go through the five stages of grief. Uh, if you've ever had that happen, I go from shock and denial, I can't believe someone took my gift, uh, to then I go through pain and guilt, uh, just looking at that gift across the room, feeling so sad that I lost it. And then I go to anger and bargaining with God, God, if you could just let me get that gift back. Uh, and then I go into a state of depression, and finally I come to acceptance and hope, and, uh, and that maybe there will be another white elephant party where I'll get a better gift. I mean, Christmas can be like that. I don't know if you've ever felt this, but there have been times in my life come December 25th when everything is over and it's night and I'll feel like, what just happened? It feels like a tornado came through my eye calendar and tore everything apart with busyness and spending money and all of that stuff and you just sit there almost like in an emotional coma wondering what just happened. The meaningful gets gone. We become like Charlie Brown wondering, is there more to Christmas than this? Uh, and we can feel the weight of the meaningless busyness and spending and keeping up with expectations and even a lack of satisfaction. There's been so many times in my life where I would get to the end of December 25th and think, is that it? Like, is that it? Wasn't there, wasn't there supposed to be more? Like, you just wonder sometimes, was there more? I want to I just encourage you really fast. How do we swap the meaningless for the meaningful this Christmas? Even more, how do we keep the meaningful in a, uh, with Christmas from getting hijacked by the meaningless? Because that will naturally happen. And I will just read you one Bible verse really quickly today if I can. And it comes from a guy who lived 2,000 years ago. His name was Saul. He was from the right family. He had the right job. He had the right education, the right ambition, the right morals, the right temperament. He had it all. And he was writing to friends, and he was talking about, kind of in one of these conundrums, how he found all of it meaningless. And here's what he says in a couple of verses in a, in a letter to friends. He says, Whatever gain I had, I counted it lost for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I've suffered the loss of all things. And I count them rubbish, or my kids will love to hear this. Saul, Paul said, I count all that stuff poop. I count everything that I thought was so important and meaningful as poop, as, roughage, as rubbish, as refuse. And he says, in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Jesus, the righteousness from God that depends on faith. In other words, Paul is saying, all that stuff in life is great. All that stuff that you try to build a resume with is great. If he were turning this into a Christmas letter, he would say all the presents, all the parties, all the ugly sweaters, all the Yankee swap, all of it is great. He would say, but I found at the end that it left me feeling meaningless. It felt meaningless. So he says, I exchanged it. I took all of that meaningless and I exchanged it for the meaningful having Jesus, knowing Christ. I love, we love the movie The Grinch, not the, not the creepy Jim Carrey one. How many people are creeped out by that one? Yep, a few of us, good. 
We love the new one that's made by the people who made Despicable Me. And I love what the mom says at the end of it. She says, Christmas is not something that can be stolen. And man, that's so powerful. And the movie doesn't say that it's God or Jesus, but as Christians, Christians believe the meaningful part of Christmas is Jesus. We can have no stuff but have Jesus and still have a great Christmas. Um, And then you can still get all the stuff. Like, I love presents more than my kids. I don't like opening presents in front of people. I would like it if I could have all my gifts, go into a room, close the door, and just open them and revel in my stuff. And God laughs at that and thinks it's fantastic. See, we take Jesus and we add it in and it gives everything else meaning. Jesus gives meaning and perspective. And so if there's one thing I can just challenge us all with, I hope I see you again this month. But if I don't, let me encourage you with this as a pastor to a friend. Discovering the who of Christmas will give the most meaning to the what of Christmas. When we discover the who of Christmas, Jesus, and keep him at the center, we get the most meaning of the what. My favorite thing in the common at this time of year is that nativity set that sits in the middle of the common. For me, in the midst of the lights and the busyness and everything else, we saw the keytar bear down there last year. It made my Christmas. Like in the midst of all that, when we see Jesus, he adds meaning to all of it. Discovering the who of Christmas uh, in life gives meaning to the what of Christmas in life. So I want to encourage you to do three things, if I can, really quick, and we're done. We're going to announce the winners. One, I want to invite you back over sometime over the next two weeks. Now, next Sunday, we'll have normal church. Some of you came today thinking you were going to have normal church, and we did not. Next week, will be a little more normal. There'll be two kids' classes. They'll have a lesson on their level. There'll still be coffee and food, but there'll be chairs, and we'll have worship and communion. It'll be a normal Sunday. The 22nd will be our big Christmas celebration. I'd love to invite you to come back to one of those Sundays if you would like to. You would be our honored guest. Two, if you're not a follower of Jesus, and I know a lot of people in our neighborhood aren't, they've never really thought about it, or they've seen kind of like cartoons of faith, but not the real thing, I want to encourage you to consider the baby Jesus and the adult Jesus this season. And then three, and finally, I want to encourage you Uh, And we'll post this on our church's Instagram and Facebook later. Uh, I want to encourage you uh, to add meaningful elements into uh, Christmas this year. Maybe listen to Christmas music that is like the carols and the Christmas uh, sort of Jesus-related stuff with Christmas. I'm going to post nine albums, a, a, a mosaic of nine Christmas albums that we find very meaningful in this church on our Instagram later today. I want to encourage you maybe to go to church over the next couple of weeks. I want to encourage you maybe to read the Christmas story as a family sometime, Luke 1 and 2 or Matthew 1 and 2 over the next couple of weeks. And I want to encourage you even to invite, if this is your church especially, to invite a friend or a neighbor to come and celebrate Christmas with us here, either the 15th or the 22nd. I want to pray real quickly, and then we're going to have the winners. We'll hear the winners. You got them? You got the top three? Good to go? Everybody did awesome. Uh, I'm actually surprised. I was hoping we would get three amazing ones, and we got like 20 amazing ones. So, And we got some that were especially amazing. Um, so I'm going to pray for us. And then Coach Coleman and Kayla Stevens. Kayla is our kids director here. If you're thinking about coming on a Sunday, she's the one that runs national background checks on all volunteers. And she's a nurse. So your kids are in a safe, clean, uh, great environment on Sunday. She's awesome. Coach Coleman's the coach of the Charleston High basketball team. Both of them are part of our church. So they've judged. If you have a problem, take it up with them, not me. That will be fantastic. And we've got three prizes. The first place winner can come pick, then the second, then the third. If you worked on a team, 
you get to duke it out. I don't know how that's going to work. Natalie was like, do you think about that? I didn't. I didn't. So let me pray that our friendship survived the next 10 minutes and that we have a meaningful Christmas. God, thank you for these friends. Uh, thank you for new friends, uh, friends that we see every Sunday, our church family. God, I pray that every one of us would have a meaningful Christmas. I pray that in the midst of all of the busyness that we would consider the who of Christmas so that the what would have absolute most meaning. God, I pray that with these people, our paths will cross many times over in the years to come. I pray that they, whether they're part of this church or not, that they would sense that our church loves this community and wants to be a church that gives back and brings this community together around the gospel. Thank you for everyone here today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.